0: Hello, hello, everybody. This is Michelle Hayward. I am so happy to have you here with me today. We have a fantastic topic and we have a ta- fantabulous guest with us. <laughs> so Today, we're going to be talking about can women really show up authentically? Mm-hmm. And we have Ruth Joy Connell with us today. Ruth Joy, what's up? How you doing?
1: Hey, Michelle. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for our conversation. I feel like we're going to Uh, you know, strike a lot of chords with people who are watching and like have a a really needed conversation. So I'm really excited.
0: Now, if you're catching the audio of this, it's, um, I'm cracking up because the joy on her face, like the smile is like, oh my God, I'm so ready to get into this.
1: I love talking.
0: (laughs) So so I don't know exactly how long this might be a two-part series. So just just hang out with us, kick it with us in the chat if you're catching this on a podcast. Leave a comment, email me. We want to know what your thoughts are on Mm -hmm. all of this. Okay. So right now we are talking about women showing up authentically. First, let everybody know some more about you and and where you are in the world, so they they won't get you confused with another Ruth Joy.
1: Yeah, no problem. So, uh, as you said, Michelle, my name is Ruth Joy Connell. I am the founder and primary consultant at RJC Consulting, and so what we do here is we specialize in implementing sales systems, specifically around uh, lead management, client retention, and project management systems for both individual consultants as well as consulting firms and really just helping them make sure that their systems are supporting their growth and their financial revenue. So that's just kind of high level a little bit about me or a little bit about what I do, but about me and who I am as a person. I am someone who absolutely loves 90s music, uh, like my absolute favorite era ever. I Also, I'm located in Canada. So I'm located in Ottawa, Canada. So uh, a lot of the people that I connect with online are primarily in the States, and we work with clients, uh, you know, in Europe, too. So I tend to kind of be always like the the person informing other people about Canada, (laughs) and kind of what goes on here, especially during the winter months. Um, And then yeah, so and I was gonna mention a store called Winners, but I know it's not in the States. Most people won't know it, but it's my absolute favorite store. If you ever come to Canada, just stop by. It's a it's a must
0: it's a must visit. It's not, is it like decorated for the holidays year-round
1: type of store? Uh no, I just I love it because it's kind of one of those stores that has everything. Um, you can find, like, really high-level, I know they have it in the States, a different version of it. Like, um, we have HomeSense here, and I think you guys have HomeGoods, right? Yes, we have yes, HomeGoods. Yes, So the same parent company, TJ TJX, um, same parent company, it just, we have Winners here and HomeSense, and then you guys have Marshalls and HomeGoods there. So it's yeah. very similar to that. It's just one of those stores where you find these random things, but they're always great finds, so, I always just love walking around there. Like, I step into the store, it tells me what I need, and then I walk out with, like, you know, whatever it Winters said that I needed that day.
0: <laughs> Winters said they needed your money. So yeah. So, I'm going to tell you what you need. Yeah. Is, just to let you know, Winters is where your money resides. Yeah, I legit.
1: Legitimately, I'm like the poster child for winners. You might want to spend spend it, yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay, now this topic is not my idea. It was my idea to do it on here. But this was really a discussion that you started yesterday. And I don't want to get to where you started this discussion. But I want to talk about really where the question came from in showing up. So, let's talk about uh women showing up authentically yeah women, what what happened when you asked that question?
1: yeah, so to give a little bit of context um for me, one of the things that we've been migrating over to actually just you know even kind of before that finding the platform, the ideal platform that the target clients that we're looking for uh you know where they hang out, where they express their Uh, concerns and struggles and then make connections, all that kind of stuff. That's been something that's that's taken us a while to do, especially as social media keeps changing and all these kind of things and learning new platforms and, you know, the latest trends and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, which I'm sure if any, you know, if you're like me, you're just over it, (laughs) just uh, enough. (laughs) So that has taken us a while to do. And as we have uh, gotten clearer about our target audience and the problem we solve more specifically, we've been looking to to focus almost unilaterally on LinkedIn as our primary platform, our primary source. And so as I've been learning more about the platform and how to show up and how to take the content that I'm used to putting out there and uh, package it in a quote unquote professional way, um, that's something that was, there was a misalignment there for me in the way that I wanted to show up and the way that I felt like I needed to show up, especially on uh, this platform. This is something that, uh, you know, I, it's still fairly new to me in terms of engaging on a regular basis and being intentional with connections and relationships that we're building on this platform. So in that regard, it's new. Um, or, you know, still learning it in my, in my case. And so with that being said, one of the things that I was looking for on this platform is how other people were showing up. And not necessarily for a formula of this is how you do it, but um I, I think at the time I was looking for permission, if that's the best way to put it. I was like, can I show up as myself? Are other people showing up as them as themselves on this platform? Uh, and it wasn't permission for, you know, from anyone in particular, but just that this platform allows uh, and the space, I shouldn't even say the platform, the space rather yeah. allows for, for, for people to show up authentically as themselves and still make genuine connections mm-hmm. and attract the people that, you know, they're looking to have in their community and or be of service to. And so that was something for me that I was struggling to see. And that led to a kind of internal conversation about is this something that this space allows for? And if not, do I want to be in this space? Do I have to be in this space in order to make those connections? And where do I go from here? So that was kind of the thought process that led to, um, you know, that discussion that came up about how to show up authentically, uh, regardless of the space you're in, whether it's a platform, whether it's a community, whether it's a workspace, whatever uh, space that might be in for you. So that was kind of the back story behind uh, the discussion today,
0: essentially. And, and as you're talking, what came to mind were two words, code switching. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for a lot of white people don't know what that is. Like, uh-huh. Oh, well, you can just bring your professional self. No, mm-hmm. it's literally being taught that the way you speak is not acceptable to... Your your locks and my yeah. throat not being acceptable, and in order to be acceptable is to speak a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And not appear as aggressive, so wearing glasses so you appear nerdy, right? Mm. Um, having relax having a chemical process in your hair, so a comb goes through when well, my hair was never and your hair was never designed for that, yeah, and so when people say, oh, well, we want our employees to feel as though they, you know, we want our employees to know they can come as themselves. Really? When I walk in with locks, like, well, you know, they don't fit really into our HR standards. Your HR standards are built around whiteness, right? Yeah. And a lot of times when we say, people say come in authentically, it's like, you don't even know what that is for a yeah. black woman. Exactly. And I- so-
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what what I was reflecting on as well is who sets the standard of authentically? Who sets the standard of permission? Where does that come from? And is that standard in itself inclusive of the different perspectives, the different people, the different uh, you know beliefs, experiences, all that kind of stuff that we are looking to honor and realizing that authenticity and inclusion is not about... You know giving people a warm welcome or you know paying lip service to you're welcome here you can quote unquote be yourself uh, but it's a commitment to honoring in whatever space you are honoring the individuality of people their beliefs their uh you know the way they choose to show up their culture etc all those kinds of things commitment to honoring that in various circumstances and also creating the space for that to be okay when faced with opposition, whether it's from internally from your company or, uh, you know, stakeholders or clients or community, but creating the space to say, no, this is actually what we believe. And so as just, uh, as you were speaking and talking about code switching, it's who set that standard of the code that we're switching to is the right code. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like who
0: set that standard? (laughs) Exactly. And I sit here in South Carolina um, and about an hour away is Charleston or the coast, mm-hmm. and there are two cultures there: Gullah and Geechee. And literally, just having friends like you like '90s music. So I was, you know, '80s, '90s. I was born in the '70s, late '70s. So '80s and '90s, like my, yeah. you know, my young adulthood and everything. But literally, in college, they would go home and they would come back. It's like you went home, just like I could say I could I could hear the Geechee, and they would ch- work to change their accent. So mm-hmm. they would have such a thick Geechee accent, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: when you look at that, it's acceptable to come from a foreign country, but it wasn't acceptable to have a local dialect that is directly related to the Black culture here in the state of South Carolina. Wow. And, and so when people are saying, come authentically, I, I go, you lie. Hmm. Because of, well, we don't understand what you're saying and 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 especially when you hear well, we speak American here, I don't know what American is, you no, know no idea, no <laughs> idea
1: what well, that is.
0: I know especially you even in Canada, like that's not one of the options that they teach here yeah, um, no <laughs> but but it really goes to like you say, who defines what authentically is, mm-hmm. And what we pushed back on when we were having this discussion yesterday,
1: Mm -hmm. if
0: people do not accept you for who you are, they are not your people, meaning that is not the place for you to be. Yeah. And it is not an inclusive culture, right? Yeah. It is not accepting of people. And when they say be authentically you, it is meaning you must conform to our definition Mm -hmm. of whatever that is. And I really, you know, because LinkedIn is toted as a professional platform, talking about the death of George Floyd, talking about microaggressions in the workplace, talking yeah. about racism, sexism in the workplace. Who's like, oh, this, this isn't Facebook. It is a professional platform where we should be addressing every area of issues yes. because it directly impacts people.
1: Yes, I completely agree, and something you said that i I kind of want to circle back to when you when you talked about um like showing showing up authentically and that if you're not able to do that, those people are not your people and so I think part of the you know the challenge and I'd love to get your perspective on this part of the challenge specifically for women is that that you know we are both women in business, and I'm sure we are connected to a lot of women in business uh, and so the, I think part of the challenge is the acceptance of the people you're around or desiring the acceptance for the of the people that you're around for the purpose of, for those who are leading businesses, for the purpose of the revenue that that comes with and or the connections that that leads to or the opportunities that come from them. So even though sometimes we might be able to recognize, okay, these are not necessarily my people, I think sometimes the fear of being able to to say no and say you know if I cannot show up in this space authentically I'm not going to show up in this space at all I think sometimes the fear of missing out on um, what could potentially like what we're saying no to and not just that person but maybe the revenue the connections the opportunity that is attached to them I think that that contributes to the challenge to say no and and even if you're not leading a business per se but you're in a leadership role you are in uh, you know part of a, a larger team Uh, maybe that for you is the opportunities for advance, advancement or for support or, uh, you know, in various areas. And as I've been reflecting even on my own personal experience, but then having more conversations like this, asking other women about their experiences as well. I, I find that this has kind of is a recurring theme. It's not even so much or at some, in some cases, it's not so much about the acceptance itself, but rather being able to, have a seat at that table so that I can do X, Y, Z, um, that's important to me. And so I, I think that that's almost like an a underlying challenge that 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 causes us to be able to code switch, that causes us to feel like, okay, we can't show up authentically. I have to show up in this particular way, or I won't get to my end goal, whatever that end goal may be for, for that individual.
0: And And I absolutely agree with you. I think we're at a a pivotal point right now in in many ways, meaning Mm -hmm. we're in the midst of social justice and social change movement at a a really tipping point and a a peak. And we're pushing back on these norms because they are not norms for us. It's not normal. It's been very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and we have code switched and we've played into those places and we have not seen improvements, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We sacrificed for generations to not have change, not have equity. And we're pushing like, you know what? If you're not going to give it to me when I play by your rules, I will no longer play by your rules. Yes. Yeah. And and I and I really see that. And, and the other part of that being a tipping point is the Internet, the access, not only mm-hmm. to other people, but the ability to generate an income where you do not have to go into these environments where you are, you feel the need or the necessity necessity to coach, which yeah, really be able to provide for your family and to feel happy or or have or you know make a mortgage and pay off your student loans or whatever your needs may be, and I see those are two driving forces in this pushback to. Mm-hmm. Defining what authentically is, and no longer code switching for many people in the professional world, as well as opportunities. Yeah, because opportunity now is no longer in Ottawa, Canada. Right, yes. the opportunity exactly. is internationally, and so if you could only find five percent in Canada, that five percent in Canada is now five more percent in in the U.S., five percent in the mm-hmm. in the UK, and it's a different gameplay. I see overall um for us just just because of technology.
1: Yeah. And and I agree with that. And I and to your point, the the access to technology, the access to global reach and global impact and global community, I think is strengthening the voice that we have behind this. Because to your point, if there was just five percent in Canada who are advocating for Uh, you know, spaces that allow us to show up authentically and that honor who we are in every respect. If there was just 5% of that here in Canada, then I can join with the 5% in the US and join with the 5% uh, you know, in the UK and, and anywhere around the world, and we become a collective that's speaking to the individual problem, but also the individual company, or the individual space, or, you know, calling those things out collectively to say it's not just Ruth Joy, it's not just Michelle, it's all of us saying this is a problem, whether or not we live in that country, whether or not we are affected directly by that, uh, you know, individual space, this is still a problem, and this is not acceptable, and we're not willing to we're not willing to um, to settle for it anymore, realistically. We're, we're showing up how we are. And if we, we would love to be able to work alongside you. We'd love to be able to partner with you in some respect, but we are also willing to stand our ground and to honor our own authenticity and to do what we need to to show up again excuse me and to create the space that we want to be able to show up authentically in and we'll partner with the companies we'll partner with the teams and the leaders and the uh you know the advocates for social change that are willing to honor that authenticity for our for us and our community as well
0: absolutely absolutely i love this. so now how are you going to show up on linkedin
1: yeah Okay. So, you know, it's funny. I, so I, I was telling you right before we started our live that um, I'm going to be doing more of these lives. Cause I, I love to talk. I really do. And before one of the things that I was doing as I was especially creating content for the podcast that I have um, one of the things that I was doing was like, I was infusing my personality, but also tapering a bit of my personality um, and, and not because like the the primary reason was because I'm like, ah, maybe, you know, for the person I'm trying to speak to, maybe I should say it like this instead of that. So as I was reviewing the content, I said, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tailor it for what I think they want to hear. I'll make sure from a strategic standpoint that the language and all that kind of stuff is targeted as it relates to the service that I provide or, uh, you know, the the er air, my area of expertise. But outside of that, If I want to show up with lashes and and lips, then I'm going to do that. If I decide not to, then I'm going to do that as well. (laughs) If I want to, you know, make a a, a joke about um, something that happened in one of the episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air like 25 years ago, I'm going to do that. (laughs) If I want to talk about, uh, you know, this is how we do it, then I'm going to do that, too, if it gets my point across. So all of that personality that I felt... um, I was struggling to kind of let come through in that content. Live is one of the best and easiest ways for me to do that. And so I'm kind of leaning into what is going to naturally allow me to show up as myself. So that's what I'm doing on LinkedIn. So you will see me coming live more often.
0: I love it. I'm excited for this. So <laughs> if you haven't followed Ruth Joy, you should definitely go follow her, follow her here on LinkedIn. You want to connect with her. You want to be checking out her lives. So what's the name of your podcast? So the yes, check out your podcast too. The
1: name of the pro- podcast is called the Profit Scale, and we focus primarily on all things money related, especially as it relates to pricing systems and uh, making sure that you are set up. Uh, as it relates to sales operations and the systems that are within your business to scale profitably, to grow profitably, and to ensure that your business is sustainable. So those are kind of the primary topics that we we talk about on the podcast.
0: I love it. So for those you're considering consulting, you can you're already in business. You know where to go. Yeah. Enjoy because I have a lot of women in STEM who do a lot of engineering consulting, mm. improvement some are uh, tech founders so this is who you want to connect with to help you get your systems in process you're a genius at what you do you're an expert thank you so I definitely definitely want to make sure all of you know where to go plus she gonna show up as her yeah
1: (laughs) I'll just put it out there you won't always get these lashes you know this is a sometimes thing (laughs) (laughs) This <laughs> is so, so depending on how I'm feeling, or if I had enough time in the morning to actually do this. So I hear <laughs> you. everything else.
0: Oh, I'm with you. Look, I just showed up, said, I'm like, all right, let's go. We have three minutes left. What you want to talk about? <laughs> and literally, it's it's like that. Some mm-hmm. some days, um, you know, you show up, and showing yeah. up is the hardest part. Literally.
1: Yeah, I completely, I I completely agree, and I think. I think it's got, gotten easier for me the more I've leaned into what feels authentic for me because then it doesn't I, I, I feel like I'm showing up like I would on it on a daily basis and not like I have to mentally prepare to put myself in this position or to uh you know show up in a particular way. So I think the more intentional we are as women, uh and not, not even just us individually, but also our, our peers and our colleagues the more intentional we are as a community to ensure that we are, we ourselves first are showing up authentically because that innately gives permission to others to do the same as well. Um, And so that the more intentional we are about doing that and then communicating and honoring uh, the fact that others can show up authentically as well. I I think it makes it easier to show up, to want to show up and then to enjoy it while you're there.
0: Absolutely. And and I, I want to add something here. I don't know if any of you follow Kiki Palmer on um, Instagram, but she talks about her acne and how all these people, she'd been to several doctors and nobody could really real figure it out. And she finally found a doctor who told her her acne was tied to PCOS. And, and she was like, she said she'd been wearing all of this makeup to hide it. Mm-hmm. And it really felt good to know what was causing it. And it wasn't, it, you know, it's an issue, but she she was tired of hiding it and she mm-hmm. truly wanted to show up. And so whether, if you love wearing makeup and that is what you want, to do it. But if you feel as though you need to hide who you are, mm-hmm. because people are going to judge you. They're judging you even with the makeup. So I say, mm-hmm. do what you <laughs> want to do. And be comfortable with you um, because it really, or, or the, um, I can't remember if she's a Senator or Congresswoman mm-hmm. um, who has alopecia and she like, she just stopped wearing her, her, her wig.
1: Mm. Right. Wow. And
0: she was like, this feels really great to no longer have to hide and to talk about it. Yeah. I really encourage you because there's somebody else out there dealing with it and you are still so not alone. So yes. no lipstick, no makeup, no earrings, no necklace. Hey, uh, my summit, I'll dress up for that. But I'm like, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it makes a difference to to see, especially other women being able to uh, live and, and show up in that power that they hold of this is what is me and I'm going to show up in that way. It is so encouraging to see that variety, to see that diversity, to see that showing up does not have to look like this. Again, I feel that that inherently encourages other people to to know that you have options and it's not just you don't just have to show up in one way you don't just have to make wear makeup i remember for my wedding i didn't want to wear makeup for my wedding um and my friends like a a few of my friends are like you have to wear makeup i don't usually wear makeup on a regular basis like i said the most you will probably get are the lashes and and lips if i'm feeling good you'll get some color (laughs) in there if it's like if, you know, if I'm feeling good about it and not cause I have anything against makeup, but, um, I just, I'm most comfortable. This is how I'm most comfortable. And so, um, I remember, you know, I was talking about that and then, uh, I don't remember one of, I think it was my, um, one, one of the vendors that I was working with, uh, for, for the, for, for my wedding had suggested that I, I change the contacts because I've always worn glasses. Uh, like suggested that I change the contacts and same with my photographer and he's like, you know, the glare and whatnot. So I'm like, if you can't fix glare from glasses, I'm concerned about my pictures. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm I'm concerned. I feel like this is, you know, a, a this is kind of a make or break thing. Um, and I was like, no, I'm I want to be comfortable in this, you know, space and and it doesn't have to be a wedding, but it's it's the desire to feel comfortable. And we often have to champion that it's okay for us to want to feel comfortable in the space that we are, which in itself is frustrating. But it's it's our it's our right. And it's something that we have to be intentional about and that we have to be firm on that. Whatever that comfort, whatever that authenticity looks like for you, advocating for it and not taking no for an answer. And then in those cases where, or in those spaces where, you know, the standard or the norm doesn't allow you to show up in that o- authentic self, then challenging what that norm is and requiring an answer. That's one of the things for me that, like, I, one of my favorite questions is why? Okay, I understand you do things like this. Why? Help me understand the thought process behind this. Help me understand. And then giving scenarios where I feel, Uh, that doesn't that doesn't fit and maybe it's because I'm like systems minded and the first thing I always look for are the gaps and so I'm always first trying to identify the gaps maybe it's just a me thing but I encourage you to ask why to challenge and say you know why does it have to be a suit Um, why does it have to look like this a very simple example I'll give uh, before I turn it back over to you Michelle was if anyone has ever watched the show Suits in that show uh, the first half if not more uh, Jessica Pearson is one of the main characters um, that shows up in the show and I absolutely loved her outfits in there because they like they they looked oh um, I should say traditionally or what is considered traditionally professional but they always had so much personality and so much flair to them and it was just one of the first times that I saw uh, a woman showing up that wasn't fully covering everything or you know especially Because she was in a leadership position, uh, you know, in in that firm. And so it was just so encouraging to see that, hey, someone in leader, like at the highest level of leadership, she was the managing partner is showing up as her authentic self with her, you know, wearing her dresses that have her back fully out, wearing sleeveless, wearing, uh, two. It was just, it was so encouraging for me. Although it was a TV show, it was like, okay, you know, there are, there are women out here because yes, she's a character, but there are, uh, People like her in
0: real life as well. I love it. I absolutely love suits. But yeah, that that's a good point. I never even thought like, oh, that's nice. Oh, girl, Ooh. I was watching every dress, every dress, every
1: shirt. I was like, where can I find these?
0: <laughs> that show was also about being classic and classy with your clothing, mm-hmm. uh, clothes, even from the the main character. Like, yes. So that that's, that's <laughs> just one of those shows. They probably spent a, a fortune on clothing. Mm-hmm. But but it always made it look good. But everybody, Ruth Joy, thank you so much for joining me. This has been so much fun. Um, even though it was a definitely uh, difficult topic, I'm, I'm glad we we went through the levels and, and talked about it and really peeled back some things that others need to consider, whether mm-hmm. for themselves or the culture they are creating in organizations and what does it really mean to be authentic?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me michelle i'm I'm glad that this that we were able to have this conversation, and my hope is that it at least you know is a seed for others to have that conversation within their own spaces, whether it's uh, women or anybody, just if you are operating or leading a space especially, I think it's an important conversation to be having on an ongoing basis.
0: All right, thank you so much, everybody. I will see you next time, and we will have another great topic. Bye everybody. Bye.